Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Monday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azarin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also on medium.com where I do some weekly blog posts and occasionally whenever I feel like posting on Tumblr and on Musical.ly. My handle on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azarin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited to be recording this one here. And I have some something interesting that I want to get into. It's It's the answer to a question that I've never really been able to answer properly or give a proper response to until recently. So one thing that you guys can probably imagine is I meet uh, many people who are learning languages. This is because I make content around language learning. I organize events in my own city for language learners. I attend language learning conferences. I'm studying languages. I'm going to be in the fall going back to university where I'll be doing a second degree in East Asian language studies. I majored in languages back in um back when I was in university for my first degree. I travel a lot. Like my whole life is kind of structured in a way where it is common for me to meet or encounter or or come across many different people who are learning languages. And they ask me, and even people that aren't learning languages now that I'm talking it out, people often have asked me, Azrin, how the heck can you speak five, six languages? Like how does that work? And usually, you know, in in the past I've always, I guess you could say struggled to answer this question because sometimes and I feel like I answer it in different ways every time sometimes I'll be like oh well you know it's kind of sort of lucky because I grew up with English and Gujarati I went to a French school ever since the age of five I had the opportunity to travel and study in France which really helped me even Spanish I started at a pretty young age I was about 16 17 like I had a lot of exposure to languages at a young age Hindi I'm not fluent obviously but Hindi, like it's close to Gujarati, and I've had some exposure to it throughout my life. And so, you know, that it's, it's a little bit easier for me to pick that language up. So I've answered it that way. I've answered it in the, in the sense of like, oh, I just study. I've answered it in the sense of like, it just takes work. I've answered it in the sense of many, many different ways I've answered this particular question. And I was thinking about it and going like, man, like, um, you know, I was at an event uh, this Saturday. I, I organized a monthly event called Languages and Beers. It is uh, basically, it is what it sounds like. Anyone who is learning another language or who speaks another language is welcome to attend. We go to a local pub, we go to a local bar, and we just eat dinner, people order drinks, we talk, we hang out. It's a very casual kind of event. It's basically the purpose is to bring a bunch of language speakers and or language learners together um, and just hang out in a casual environment. And I was at this event and someone once again asked me this question, Azrin, wow, you must be like a genius. Like, how do you do this language stuff? And I was like, man, how do I answer this once and for all? And I realized for me what it is. I think for me, it's a combination of two different things. I think, first of all, I do have some kind of a natural, a little bit of a natural skill set for languages, meaning like I've grown up with them. My brain maybe is wired in a way where it's easier. I grew up with a few, like, and and maybe maybe I've just got something in my brain that makes it slightly easier than for other people. That's definitely a possibility. Um, but I do think there's a second aspect, which is equally, if not probably more important, which that for me, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle thing. Like my whole 
lifestyle revolves around language learning and language acquisition. It's kind of like a, a good way to look at it would be a lot of people into fitness and health. Like I used to see a nutritionist whose whole lifestyle is around nutrition and health. Like his number one, his North Star, his the number one thing that matters to him is health and fitness and nutrition and that. So he works in that field. When he's not working in that field, he's usually like researching something or he's like taking care of his own health. He's at the gym, he's meditating, he's going to the mountains and hiking, he's doing this and he's, you know, he's meal prepping and he's like, that's his lifestyle. You know, 80% or 70%, a disproportionate percentage of his life, whether it's at work or not at work, is focused on the whole field of nutrition and, and, and fitness, right? And if we look at a lot of people that are really good at something, that's often how it is. Like athletes is another good example. You know, professional athletes or a high, or let's say very competitive athletes, whether it's professional or not, often a, a big, a disproportionate percentage of their life is based around it. Like I was talking to someone roughly a month ago who currently is working at the University of Calgary. And when we're speaking, she was telling me about how she was a, a student athlete. She used to do, I believe it was wrestling very competitively. And even though she was a full-time student, right, and she was taking classes at the university, you know, her life more revolved around wrestling than the students, than the studying. I'd be like, okay, I need to get these good grades, but I really need to figure out how to get to training. And so how am I going to hack my school to fit into my wrestling? And, and how am I going to eat? And when, make sure I got to get to sleep because my I have a wrestling match tomorrow. So often the people who are really good at something, in, I, in my perspective, just I had this realization, I think often their lifestyle revolves around that particular thing that they are good at, right? Their whole lifestyle is based around it. And I think there is a natural skill set or talent element as well. Like I think some people, theoretically speaking, and I might be wrong on this, this is me just, I guess you could say, um, just speculation, this is speculation. But I think that there's also an aspect of you could have your lifestyle based around a certain thing, but perhaps you wouldn't become the absolute best of the thing anyway. Like I think there is some natural skill set required, especially, and this is a tangent, but an important one, especially if you want to try and make money with this one skill set or the one thing you revolved your life around. Like it's interesting myself, this is going on a really weird tangent, but it's something I want to talk about because it's been on my mind. Like I'm really good at languages, right? And I base my life around it, but my, you know, my quote unquote business skills Maybe, you know, and I actually don't know. I think time is going to tell, really, because it's only been a year and a half, two years, right? But time is going to tell if I can work for myself in a business around languages in the long term. Time's going to tell about that one. Because even though I'm good at languages, I might not have the business capabilities to earn the living and earn the money that I want to make in the long term. So it's going to be very interesting over time to see what, where I end up. I think I'll probably work in languages. There's a very good chance of that or perhaps I'll work in a job that allows me a lot of time to still work on language related things, one of the two, right? Or, or my business, or I will you know, prove to have business abilities and it'll turn into a thing that I can support myself um, in the long term. But anyway, I digress, right? So that's, that's another thing to think about. But at any rate, the, re the reason I bring this up is because many people go, wow, you speak so many languages. You know, one guy told me the other day at the Languages and Beers, I wish I could speak English like you speak Spanish because when I speak Spanish, I sound very fluent. I have an almost, you know, quote unquote, perfect accent. Like I sound very natural. It's extremely, you know, it's, it's very difficult to tell me apart from a native speaker, at least, you know, in the first 10 minutes of a conversation, perhaps in more of a longer conversation, you might notice that, oh, 
Azrin had a slight accent there, or he made a slight grammar mistake, whatever. But generally speaking, I'm pretty close to a native, native speaker in terms of how he sound. And so he was saying, this guy, he's from uh, Colombia, I think it was. And he's going, man, I wish I can speak English like you speak Spanish, Azrin. And the reality is that to be able to do that kind of thing, to be that good at a specific language or a specific set of languages, to be that good at it, to be that amazing, I think it has to become a lifestyle choice. And the funny thing about that is I don't think, you know, I think the majority of people probably should not necessarily make it a lifestyle thing. I don't think that if you have a career, like let's take a hypothetical scenario, you're an adult, you work in, uh, I don't know, as an engineer, a doctor, you work in retail, you work in whatever, right? You have a, you have a career, you've got a job, you are a manager, you are a, 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 a CEO, you're whatever you are. You have a certain job, you maybe have kids, a family, you have a mom, you have a brother, you have a sister, whatever. You have this hobby, that hobby. You have a lifestyle as it is. And I don't think it's necessarily fair for me to come on a podcast or in a video or whatever and say that you, my friend, need to change your lifestyle to make it around languages in order to be able to hit whatever goal you want to hit. Like, I don't think it's fair for me to say that, but I do think it's important. It's, I, I do think there's a certain level of truth to it to say that if you really want to get to this super duper, such a high level, if you have the, 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 I don't know if audacity is the right word, but if you have this, you know, this goal of being that good at a language, it, it will take some lifestyle choices, right? Some lifestyle, excuse me, some lifestyle changes, excuse me, some lifestyle changes. And, you know, I think it's important. It's an important thing to talk about because what I used to say, the way I used to frame it is to say that, oh, you just need to put in the time, right? And that's true. But I think a lot of people, when I say that, it doesn't click the same way. They'll say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to do it. Oh, I'm really busy with this. So what am I going to do? So I'm going to frame it this way because I think it's, it's a different way to consume it, a different way to say the same thing, which is your lifestyle would have to change in order to achieve this, this very ambitious language goal that you may have. And I think when you frame it that way, it makes you think about it and makes you really weigh out how important it is for you to sound quote unquote perfect or to be quite quote unquote perfect in whatever language or languages you are learning. I think it makes you prioritize things better and you go, wow, if that's really what it's gonna take for me to be, to sound that good in a language, maybe it's not that important to me. Maybe I just want to be really good or just good. Or maybe I just want to be able to be conversational. Maybe like you got to think about that, right? Because it's like, it's like if I said, it's like nowadays, right? A lot of people are trying to make the next Facebook and trying to make these billion dollar companies and everything. You know, it, it takes so much effort. And a lot of people in, from what I've seen anyway, in my personal experience, a lot of people just don't know how much work it takes. They think they can do it. They'll get the loan, they'll get the investors and that's going to happen and they're going to make it and they can do it. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe you can, but you have to realize that you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of time. Like there's going to be, when you look at the whole scale of your work-life balance in that scenario, you're probably going to have to be putting more weight on the work side and less on the balance side, less on the family and the life, the quote unquote life side, right? And for languages, when you look at the, the balance it's going to be more heavily shifted towards the language stuff. You're going to need to be putting a lot of time into it, both passively and actively. It has to be something that's kind of always on your mind. Um, if, if, again, big if, if you want to sound quote unquote perfect, if you want to sound so good that people are like, wait, are you from Spain? Wait, are you from the States? Are you from America? Are you from Canada? Or are you born somewhere else? If you're going to be that good where you're so amazing 
yeah, there's some lifestyle shifts that are, you know, that are gonna need to, gonna need to happen, my friend. So, um, yeah, I guess that, that wraps up today's podcast. That's really what I wanted to talk about, really what I wanted to share today. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it and, uh, we will talk later. Bye for now.